Hello, and welcome to the Smart Injury Doctors Podcast, the injury market's top program for doctors, lawyers, and insurers who want to gain greater insight on how to improve patient recovery results and deliver better services in the U.S. injury market. Please welcome your host, Dr. Jeffrey Allen Kronk. All right, doctors, what I want to talk about is the fact that personal injury documentation is easy. Uh, People make this so convoluted and so complicated, and it just drives me crazy. It's actually easy. Um, There's nothing really to it. Your job as a doctor is three things. One, you got to accurately identify what the injuries are, and you got to know that you can treat them and what you should be doing to treat them. You got to treat them, and you got to get great results. If if you're not getting great results on a consistent basis, then you might need to look at something else that that you need to improve in your practice. But you need to get consistently really good results because consistently good results mean that the diagnosis that you're giving or the actual cause of the condition and what you're identifying is very accurate. So find the condition, reverse the condition, get the person so that they are very, very um, quickly, as quickly as possible, 100% fully recovered if possible. Now, the other thing that you have though is you have this medical legal situation. A lot of doctors don't like this and there's a lot of questions and oh my God, there's so much concern about the medical legal aspect. The medical legal aspect is all in documentation documentation is what you do that allows the patient access to any benefits they're entitled to. So what is a benefit? What's an insurance benefit? It's a payout. It's a payout or other form of compensation or reimbursement that an insurance company owes to the policyholder when a policyholder experiences a covered loss. That's what an insurance benefit is. So again, I'm going to repeat this. Your job is to provide Everyone involved, attorneys, defense attorneys, plaintiff attorneys, insurers, double insurers, triple insurers, insurers of the insurers. Your job is to provide documentation that allows the patient to navigate this or to gain access to any benefits that they're entitled to. The clearer and the simpler you communicate these needs, these things that are very intuitive once you understand them, then the simpler and the better that you are. I'm gonna shut down my ringer on this one. So let's go over what those five things are because they're they're really simple. They're very simple things. So obviously the very first thing, now there's people out there that say, okay, these are claim value drivers. Of course they're claim value drivers. And somebody says, oh my God, don't talk about claim value drivers. Why not? They're what determine the value of a claim. What's wrong with saying that? Now, my job as a doctor, and I'm very, I was very, very good at this. I'm going to take really bad value drivers, really bad things that make it so on a typical basis, the patient is not going to have a good time of injury recovery. And I'm going to take those value drivers and I'm going to minimize them. But having somebody say, oh my gosh, you shouldn't know about value drivers. You shouldn't know about value drivers. To me, is a little insane. It's a little crazy. So let's talk about value drivers. The first and foremost value driver is the injury itself. That's a value driver, the injury itself. Okay, so if I cut somebody in the arm and they're barely scratched and there's a little bit of blood coming out, they have an injury. But is it a bad injury? No. If I severed their cord at the C1, C, or C, C3, C4 area and they were quadriplegic, 
Are they going to require a lot of benefits? Are they going to require a lot of assistance? Yes. So the injuries are different. But the value drivers are the same. The value drivers are the same. So you start first with the injury. In a spinal injury, we got three injuries, right? We Basic, you got, you got bone and you got connective tissue. And connective tissue injury, you got non-discoligamentous injuries that cause excessive motion. You got discoligamentous injuries that are picked up on MRI that cause herniations and other types of things. You got bone injuries, which are fractures. And you got combinations thereof. So the injuries are pretty simple. Those are your injuries. You're going to work up. And now, is every injury the same? Well, is a disc bulge the same as a disc herniation? And is a disc herniation that's not displacing the nerve is the same as a disc herniation that is displacing the nerve? And a, a, a disc herniation that's pressuring right into the spinal cord, different than one that's displacing the nerve or different one than one that's not? Of course, these are all different. So their severity of injury. They're determined. You take excessive motion. Is one millimeter of excessive motion different than three millimeters of excessive motion? Of course it is. Okay, is one millimeter different than four millimeter? Yes. So, you know, is the more excessive motion, does it show the more injury? Yes. These are simple. There, there's nothing complicated about this. Zero complication. Now, when we have an injury, we go, okay, the next thing we're going to do is, is this injury a permanent injury? Well, you can say, yes, all ligament injuries are permanent because once you hyperstretch the ligament, it never can go back. And so it's a permanent injury. Okay, that's true. But how do you then explain a permanent injury? Right? You can, you can explain it. You can say, hey, it's a permanent injury. But some doctors like to use guidelines. Some doctors like to use, instead of my opinion or my personal opinion, I'd like to use a guideline and show you how I'm guideline driven. And the only guideline that really does a permanent injury is the guides to evaluation of permanent impairment. And that happens to be by the powers that be and the educators in the market that have worked with these systems or dedicated their life to understanding these systems. They're in the trenches every day with these systems. They're not treating doctors or some of them actually have been treating doctors and then went on into other careers, but they're not the treating doctor, right? The treating doctor doesn't have any experience with claim processes in the insurance industry. Uh, no treating doctor that I'm aware of that's a treating chiropractor or a treating uh, medical doctor or a treating doctor actually has experience with these things. There are other experts, but yet some treating doctors will actually poo-poo these processes. So they're poo-pooing the, the profession of other professionals that are in these trenches every day talking about these things. So the AMA, the injuries are the primary driver, right? That drives everything. You've got a cut or you got you cut the cord and, and you're paraplegic. Okay, those are gonna drive those are different drivers, right? If you got a cut that's not going to be permanent and you got a spinal ligament injury that is permanent, they're different, right? They have, they're just different. They're going to cause different problems. That minor cut on your arm is not going to cause you chronic pain. But the ligament injury in your neck, it's the fourth leading driver of chronic pain and disability in the market today is the neck injury. It's probably the sixth leading cause of, of chronic pain and disability in the market today, which is headaches. And it's the primary leading cause of, of 
uh, chronic pain and disability in the market, in, in impairment, disability in the market, which is um, the lumbar ligament injury or lumbar injuries. So you have to know, okay, we have two, top two injuries, and are they permanent? We got to document that. There's easy ways to do that. We just use the guidelines. We got to know, is there a duty under duress? That's pain while conducting an activity, right? It replaces, it just pain while conducting an, an activity. That's what a loss of enjoyment of life can be. Um, so, you know, there's pain while conducting a, an activity. Doesn't mean they can't do the activity. Now, if they can't do the activity, we have another thing called loss of enjoyment, right? So if there's a loss of enjoyment of life, typically there's part, you know, the, the, the client or the patient has lost the ability to do something. They've, they've completely lost it, right? So we have the injuries. Are they permanent? Do they have a duties under dress or loss of enjoyment of life factor? And then we have what's future care. So if a person is so badly injured that they have a permanent injury, and it's causing them pain under while conducting an activity. And they didn't used to have the same pain while conducting the activity. If they're causing it now, it's probably going to cause them that for a long time, very long time, maybe forever. All right. So if it's bad enough, they could lose the enjoyment of that thing. They may decide not to do that thing. Now, we also know if we have those factors, what is the future care requirements? Right in chiropractic, you, you, we call it supportive care or maintenance care. Um, things that you use now. Supportive care is different than maintenance care. Maintenance that is a complete elective for wellness care. Hey, I'm going to do something. I'm not experiencing something, or I don't have to experience something, and I'm going to do something to make sure I don't experience something. Whereas supportive care is this: it's care that bring. Uh, supportive care would be like uh, uh, insulin for a diabetic. Right. If, if I've got this condition, I've got a pancreatic condition and I've, I'm a diabetic and I need to have insulin or my blood sugar level cannot regulate itself. So I need the support of something else in order to maintain a level of functionality. Supportive care in chiropractic or supportive care in physical therapy or supportive care in general health care is care that is determined to be necessary in order to maintain a level of function. It's not elective, right? So that we call future care, but we also call it prognosis, right? Prognosis is basically, you know, where we're actually going to say, what is the future for this? Does the patient have no complaint? No further treatment is required of any kind? Or do they have a complaint, but no further treatment is required? Or do they have a complaint and further treatment is required? Now, further treatment can be supportive care, or it could be care that the patient has to do themselves. It could be home exercise, you know, things where the patient is doing things to support their own care but they may need to do that for a long period of time in order to maintain the functionality uh, as a result of the loss of functionality they got from an injury. So this stuff is really easy. They're, they're, those are the five things. There isn't anybody that says that this is more complicated. And by the way, this plays very well in deposition and trials. This is what you're talking about. This is what makes the personal injury market easy to navigate. Once you understand 
And people that try to complicate it, they get very, very complicated. And you can always tell they're complicated when you don't understand what they said. That's when you can start to, to know that they're complicated because you cannot understand. Trust me, I've been through a lot of, a lot of them. And there's a, lot, there's a lot of experts in the market right now where I go, huh, I don't really understand that. And sometimes I know that parties do this at times. People make it so complicated. You either have a severe pioneer where it's so complicated just because they're so far out ahead. And you can have that or they're not. And they just haven't worked through the simplicity of the issue. In other words, they haven't worked through the issues enough to enter into a simplicity. Uh, anything that's complicated is resolved with simplicity. If you've ever had anything complicated in your life, there was always something usually that was very simple that resolved it. Simplicity is what resolves complexity. It's the antithesis of complexity. So when you get down to the simplicity of things, you're doing pretty darn good. So doctors, those are the five things. Those are the five things that you need to look at when you're documenting in the injury market. And if you have more questions on this or you want more information on this, I'm, I look at past uh, podcasts. We also have a group, Smart Injury Doctors um, Success Building Network that you can look us up on Facebook. And we do all, I do all kinds of education. But it's, the main thing I want to tell you is it's not simple. Or it's not hard. It's simple. So doctors, always what I do on these podcasts is just kind of riff on a topic a little bit. Especially when I see things currently. And hopefully you've gotten something from this. Tune in to other episodes of the Smart Injury Doctors program. If you've got questions about our program, call us at 800-940-6513 or look us up at www.smartinjurydoctors.com. Doctors, I thank you always for your time and attention and hopefully something I said today helps. You've been listening to the Smart Injury Doctors podcast, the number one audio production show for professionals in the U.S. injury market that want to deliver better injury services to the patients, clients, or insureds they serve. If you like what you heard today, please leave us a review and don't forget to join us on our next program. 